Welcome to the People Sports Podcast. I am Mark Titus. She is the brand new University of Virginia basketball fan, Charlotte Wilder. Uh, we we are going to talk about your Virginia fandom. Week one of being a Virginia fan. That is, that is uh, going to be a very big talking point later because we're going to have uh, Chris Long join us, Charlotte. We sure are. He was. I was thrilled that he was thrilled. He was very excited that mm-hmm. um, I chose the University of Virginia. So, of course, he walked right into the trap of me texting and being like, so, Chris, you want to come on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> he had to say yes because Dude. he was already excited about it. He yeah, really, yeah. he did that to himself. So, I'm, I'm psyched. He'll come on a bit later. Uh, and if you don't know who Chris Long is, use your Google machine. Uh, you, you, you should figure out who Chris Long is. Oh, uh, two-time um, Super Bowl champion. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, just to die, he, he went to Virginia. He grew up in Charlottesville. He's a, he's a Virginia guy through and through. And uh, he is the man uniquely qualified to walk Charlotte through this because week one of Charlotte's Virginia fandom, it, it's only been one game, right? Like the game got we'll, – we'll save like the breakdown for Chris, but – it's only been one game. It was Kent State. It went to overtime. We'll, we'll talk about your feelings and everything later, but I just was uh, trying to set the stage there to, to get everyone excited for that later. Yeah, no, I'm thrilled. Everybody can can sit here wondering <laughs> what I thought about it while we talk about something else for a few minutes. Uh, what should we talk about? Because I am a sad boy. Uh, <laughs> no, he's so sad. I feel so terrible feels, for you. It feels like not that long ago I was on this show wearing all my Ohio State stuff, being excited about <laughs> – College basketball being back, and you know, the, listen, the, the the Buckeyes basketball team still undefeated. So the, we won last night. We played Notre Dame. How I'm many excited games about now? that. I think it's four. I think we're look four at now. you guys. Yeah, so that's cool. Um, but the Ohio State Michigan game was canceled, Charlotte. And I and I saw you a little bit in your feelings on Twitter. Are you doing all right? <laughs> What does that mean? <laughs> no, okay. I just thought you made a joke about force majeure, which I thought was really funny. Oh um, yeah, yeah, force majeure. I don't know exactly what it means, but I just saw that force majeure is uh is yeah, force majeure is a thing in 2020 uh, where you just say it if you want to get out of something or if you don't feel good, you're just like force majeure. I know right. I signed a contract, but uh, force majeure. But have you seen the state of the world? Yeah. And your boss is like, here's the thing. <laughs> That's not how this works. Not, yeah. uh, I might Sorry, try I can't come in today. Uh, force majeure. <laughs> <laughs> I might give Mike Buckland a call later today and just be like, hey man, force majeure. Force, need, yeah. Need try <laughs> Folks, if you want to break up with your significant other, just force majeure them. And there's nothing they can do about it. Just say, sorry, but force majeure. And then, and then they'll also feel the better hook. about themselves if you dump them that way because they'll be like, this well, person's such an idiot that I can't be with someone who just says mm. force majeure is a way to end a relationship. <laughs> It reminds me of a uh, uh, Arrested Development. Man, I'm gonna butcher the joke, but uh, when when Tobias says, "I don't want to blame it all on 9/11, but it certainly didn't help things." When he was talking about his marriage, <laughs> that's sort of. I need to rewatch that show. Maybe I, uh, that'll be the next thing I, I rewatch. For sure. Um, the real reason I'm sad because I'm a company man. We are Fox Sports people uh and we we love the company we work for the real reason i'm sad about ohio state michigan being canceled was it was going to be on fox and not only was it going to be on fox the we had the big new kickoff from the shoe uh which like f- we do the big new kickoff from the shoe every week like yeah, I, this is, this is I, like. I love that i love Thank that you. about my company um and then ohio state michigan was supposed to kick off at noon on saturday and then i don't know if you're aware of this charlotte fox was going to broadcast mls cup <laughs> yep. saturday night also in Columbus, Ohio, it was set up to be like the, the, for me, for a guy who went to Ohio state is a crew season ticket holder. I don't know if I still am, I guess it probably canceled this year, mm-hmm. but, uh, 
was a cruise season ticket holder, (laughs) lived in Columbus forever, and now works at Fox. This was going to be like the greatest day of my life was just sitting on the couch, wishing I was back in Columbus, watching our buddy Rob Stone, just dialing it up all throughout the day. We're here at the shoe. Now we're here at Cruise Stadium. Bop, 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 bop. But it's all right. The MLS Cup is still going on, so that'll that'll be cool. But anyway, that's... uh, I mean, it was shaping up to be a real banner day, and it just sucks. And it's one more thing that sucks. And, you know, people... I I feel for you, Ohio State fans, because, you know, people are now saying, like, oh, with five games, are they even eligible for the playoffs? And according to our rules. And it's like, well, at this point, the whole college football season seems to be a game of whack-a-mole in terms of which rules do you (laughs) feel like following? Because you made these two weeks ago, and now you're like... Well, well, it's funny because my my parent my I shouldn't say my parents. My mom gets very upset when I say that. My mom went to Purdue. She is not an Indiana fan. My dad went to Indiana. My brother went to Indiana. My sister went to Indiana. So my family is is a bunch of IU fans. And the reason I bring that up is because if Ohio State uh, did not play, if if Ohio State did not play enough games to make the Big Ten championship. Indiana would then take Ohio State's place. Right. And Indiana football has historically been horrible. Like not like kind of good, and then they choke. I'm talking like never. If, if Indiana makes if Indiana makes a bowl game of any bowl, a uh, uh, mayonnaise bowl. <laughs> Isn't that a thing? The helmet. Yeah, yeah. Like the the yeah the Duke's, Duke's Mayo Duke's bowl. Duke's Mayo bowl. If Indiana makes any bowl at all, even if they lose by twenty, it's considered like a pretty good season for Indiana. And now, for the first time in my life, certainly Indiana football is like actually really good. Mm-hmm. And all the Indiana people in my life are excited about the idea of maybe playing in the Big Ten title game. It doesn't look like that's going to happen. It, uh, it seems like Ohio State. Uh, again, we're recording this on on uh, what, what is today? Wednesday. Today's Wednesday, <laughs> I think. But there's no way. Of knowing. Um, we can't even use football anymore to judge what day of the week it is because they play football all the yeah. time now. So the, that was uh, P- the, the Indiana people were excited about the idea of IU taking Ohio State's spot in the Big Ten title game, and maybe IU is going to win the Big Ten for the first time in God knows how long. But it doesn't look like that's going to happen. But as you said, it's uh, it's funny because the Indiana people I, in my life, they're upset because there is a rule, as you said, that, that you're supposed to play six games to be eligible for the Big Ten championship. Ohio State has only played five. It seems like the Big Ten is going to rewrite this rule now. And Indiana fans are not happy because they feel like this is just arbitrary. It feels like we're moving the goalposts. And there's no... No, no part of them it re- seems to realize that this entire thing is arbitrary. <laughs> this entire That's the entire twenty twenty season is arbitrary. We're making it up as we go anyway. When you build a house on quicksand, you can't be upset when like one of the posts breaks. Like right. it's not the post's fault, yeah. right? You know, and all the rules of construction immediately go out the window. I don't know what those are. I've never built a house, but it's that sort. Of, you, you know, <laughs> you, you can't you can't say that anything is fair or unfair fair when the entire premise of something is so shaky to begin and not, right. and not to say it shouldn't you know that's not a value judgment that's just like the way things are this year is that everything is constantly changing and you just have to accept that if you if we're going to have sports it's going to be like that also can i just say ohio state played indiana we beat indiana uh is that how Indiana? if you're in indiana i want to i want you to put your your indiana fan hat on charlotte and pretend like yeah, you're an indiana sure. football fan it's right over here you have been horrible your entire life. You have never won anything of note ever. Uh, and now is the first time where things are going well. Um, and you have a chance to win the Big Ten title. But is this how you want to win it, Charlotte? Like, you know that Ohio State just beat you. That's <sighs> interesting. You know what I mean? Like, would you be happy? Like, if you're an Indian fan and they win the Big Ten, but you know that Ohio State was the better team, 
that and, and that's not even theoretical. They literally played a game at Ohio State one. Well, is that how you want it to happen? Is that how you want to like exercise all these demons of Indiana football? Or do you want to like win a legitimate title? I think you'd well, okay, so this is interesting because I haven't this kind of dips into the like asterisks on championships this season, mm-hmm. right? Where mm-hmm. so far I haven't really thought that they're have been any like I think that the Lakers winning that felt real the Dodgers winning Mm -hmm. that felt real um but if if you get down to you know conference championships and it's on a formality or a rule that was made up a month ago that's the reason you're there it feels like I don't know if I'd be upset as an Indiana fan but I think I would be like this isn't exactly the real deal I also think though that I've seen some people saying you know that that Indiana didn't lose by as much as they thought they would to Ohio State, so it was kind of a win. You know, there are people yeah. really spinning this in ways where yeah. I think that fans are kind of going to tell themselves whatever they have to hear this year yeah. to uh, to accept anything good. Well, uh, the, the Ohio State part of this is funny because I have heard uh, – I, I was not an Ohio State fan until I went to school there. I, I arrived in the fall of 2006. Um, so – it, it it was it, I I had to learn how to love Ohio State football and hate Michigan and that just kind of like like this is not something I grew up with, mm-hmm. um and part of that learning process Charlotte is I was told many times over that Michigan was the biggest game that for a lot of people in Columbus Ohio and and Ohio at large. Uh, beating Michigan was more important than anything else. We would rather lose every single game, but beat Michigan. We would rather beat Michigan and not win national titles than lose to Michigan and still somehow win national titles. This has been, uh, that's not, it's not a unanimous thought amongst Ohio state fans, but that is certainly a strong sentiment in Buckeye nation. And Mm -hmm. now we are put in a situation where it seems like it's going to get resolved. It seems like Ohio state's going to play in the big 10 championship, but I found it funny for that moment in time where, suddenly you have to uh, put your money where your mouth is as an Ohio State fan. Because like all this time where you were saying we, we would rather beat Michigan than anything else. So here's the question. Mm-hmm. Would you rather not play the Big Ten Championship if, if we could play Michigan next week? Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, we What's should more be important? careful on this. If, would you would rather you have rather... the Big Ten title or beat the snot out of Michigan for the 100th time in a row just because you hate Michigan that much? It's a great wow. question. I don't know. We got to put that out. I don't. What, what's your gut like? What do you feel when you ask that question? <sighs> do you again, feel like again? I don't know if I'm the guy to ask because yeah, I'm not a guy that like grew up in it and has that. I I do not right. like Michigan football certainly, but uh, since I've arrived at Ohio State, and I'm not I'm not taking credit for this, but if someone wants to give me credit, I'll take it. <laughs> oh God! Uh, since I got to Ohio State, we've basically I've never really experienced like Michigan getting the better of us. They beat us a couple times, but it never. It was never – they've never beat us twice well, in a row. Well, Harbaugh's never beat Yeah, Harbaugh's never – like, So I don't have that hatred that, that Ohio State fans have living through the mm-hmm. 90s when they lost to Michigan all the time, and they got so annoyed by that. Um, yeah. So I would probably say – but still, I don't know. I, I think I'd rather beat Michigan. Honestly, like, uh, that's just that's just me uh, being worked up over the game not being played this year. Right. But, no, I think there's something to that because when I, I went yeah. – the shoe I went to the shoe for the first time last year and they played Penn State and I'm walking around and and most of the trash talking or most of the dark decorations sort of 
um, making fun of another school, we're still Michigan. We're still Michigan. Yeah. I oh, it's. By, I walked by this tailgate and I was talking to people because you know I was reporting a story. I had to talk to fans, and there was this family, and the, he was a dentist in town, probably I think eighty four years old. He um, had been tailgating in the same spot for you know decades at this point, and he had a the entire thing was covered in you know obviously red and black, but then. He had like a reverse shrine, like a voodoo doll to Michigan, which was this, um, it was a wooden deer that when you pulled its tail, it pooped out uh, yellow and blue m <laughs> And then he had a platter next to it. It was very, it was very like poop centric. He had a platter yeah. next to it that said Michigan, you know, like a decorated plate for a Michigan fan with a fake uh, turd on it. So I was just like, first of all, not sure entirely what's going on here, but like you're playing Penn State. He was like, I know. It doesn't but normally matter. I dress up as a Michigan fan who's an idiot and I yeah. walk around with like fake teeth in. And I was like, I this is outstanding. I've never I didn't grow up with anything remotely close to this. And it I is it. Yeah, it it it's it's next level. It is it is 365 days a year that Ohio yes. State people hate Michigan. In fact, uh I, I've said this to to people that one of the joys of being an Ohio State football fan is that you have two teams to follow. Um, you, you Every Saturday, I watch every second of Ohio State and every second of Michigan Oh my because God. I am just like taking notes and, and how worried should I be that they could beat us? Oh, this team's garbage. All right, we're going to be fine. So then I just take joy in watching them lose over and over and over. That is what being an Ohio State football fan is. Yeah. In fact, lock it in, Charlotte. I, I, I That is my answer. I, I would rather play Michigan. Okay. Like if, if I have my druthers, I would rather Ohio State miss the Big Ten Championship. I don't need that trophy. We've already won a million of them. What I need, the way for me to have sustenance to make it through another year is to watch us just beat the brakes off of Michigan. And can I say the other thing that's interesting about the Ohio State-Michigan rivalry is that it's not the best rivalry anymore, like in terms of competitiveness. If you're an outsider, I would understand how you are kind of over this rivalry because we Mm -hmm. beat them every year. Um, But the hatred... The the it's it's not just the Ohio State fans that hate Michigan. The hatred from the players is is a sight to behold. That every single one of these guys at Ohio State, every single coach at Ohio State at this point, has no idea what it's like to lose to Michigan. They don't. They've never done it. They've right. never experienced it. Right. Uh, I guess that's not true. There's probably like some like assistant strength coach who was there for one loss. But whatever. Yeah. There's like the the Ohio State version of Bob Wiley tucked away. Yeah. Somewhere yeah. Probably. The, yeah. But the point is, ninety nine percent of the people in that locker room at practicing whatever do not know what it's like to lose to Michigan. And Every single one of those guys wants to score five thousand points against it. They hate Michigan so much. They want to fight. They want to beat them on the scoreboard. They want to beat their ass after the game in a fight. They hate them so. And I don't know how this happens, but it's it 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 warms my heart to see that. Like you would think at some point, the Ohio State football team would be like, I don't really get it. Like why are we supposed to hate these we'll guys? Kind of like a days ago, yeah, like what? Or, right. But they don't. They 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 are trained three hundred sixty five days a year to beat the snot out of Michigan and. I want them to play Michigan, Charlotte. We have to figure I this know. out. Like, honestly, I would rather. I, no, I'm, I almost said something. Here's crazy. an idea. Here's Never an idea. Mind. Put put Michigan uniforms on the Jets and have them play <laughs> Ohio State and see how it goes. I'm dead serious. I would. That would be an unbelievable. <laughs> that would be an unbelievable game. Also, that would because be great. if the Jags start playing well, the Jets could be playing against their own future quarterback. So, you know, that's not a bad idea. That's not a bad. You heard idea. it here first. I that, might. That, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> Give yeah. give the Jets a win because uh, they they would probably win, right? Right? <laughs> I mean, 
<laughs> I, I, now that they fired Greg Williams, I feel like, yeah, the Jets probably would win. But if Greg were still there, I'd be like, well, I don't know. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> yeah. Who knows? If if the Jets, you, you get the Jets. Uh, if, if it's going into the game, you tell the Jets, if you lose this game, you get the number one pick. And if you win, you don't get a first round pick and then they're like if we get full-fledged yeah, tank mode play for something like take tank yeah. mode out of it like make them make them have to win for something good to happen oh if they have to win they would win but i, I was saying like i want to get like a jets team that has just completely checked out and is like get us the hell out of it and that would actually be a really good game if, yeah. if ohio state if it's like beat yeah put jets in michigan uniforms and give the jets <laughs> nothing to play for and I really think it'd be a good game. I really think Ohio State. Ohio State probably by you know like a lot, but yeah, but it would. Yeah. Who knows? Uh so the game is canceled, but hopefully they can find a way to play it. I know that that uh, this is the first time since I think like 1917 they haven't played it. Really. Which like a hundred years? Is that the last time we had another pandemic? Did they have football in 1970? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, there was a pandemic in 1980. Was that why they didn't play then? I wonder. Hmm. We should stop having. I'll say it. We should stop having pandemics. Oh, that's (laughs) now. Now you're getting just a little nuts, Mark. Has anyone thought Um, about that? Yeah. What if we? How has anyone thought? What about no virus? No (laughs) virus. Um, since I am sad, I wanted today to, uh, and, and since it's December, we're winding down, Charlotte, we've almost made oh, it through 2020. Crazy. If you're uh, someone who believes in num- numerology and that all of the bad things that have happened are just because the calendar says a certain number. And then on January 1st, all of our problems are going to go away. Um, I can, I, I'm going to stop you right there. I'm great so, news. We're I'm almost there. <laughs> so jealous of those people. Imagine having something to believe in like that where you're like oh no we're gonna be fine i'm here being Mm -hmm. like there's absolutely no way anything is fine ever and i just love that 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 people they're going to be heartbroken when in january 2021 a celebrity dies and they're like how could this be how (laughs) (laughs) they're like i thought all the celebrities died in 2016 like yeah, no right. more celebrity deaths after that. Remember that everybody yeah, died yeah. in 2016. Yeah, and then they died in 2017, and then they died in 20. And as it turns out, Charlotte, that's the way the world works. Uh, is that yeah. like people, as they taught, as as they taught us in old school, blue was old, and that's what old people do. They die. <laughs> <laughs> You're my boy, blue. Uh, okay. Anyway, uh, so what we're gonna do because Mark's a sad boy is we are going to talk about. Um, traditions and rivalries that we look forward to every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to try not to get too sad because a lot of these just didn't happen. Yeah, my list. So uh, <laughs> we, we were a little all over the map with with honing in on what we wanted this to be. But I, what, what my list ended up being was uh, because it is 2020 is almost over. There, there is hope on the horizon. A vaccine is being approved, yes. Charlotte. There, there is, uh, there is certainly hope that. I don't know, by say June, we'll hit a reset on like the sports calendar and then yeah, like everything will be like next football season. I saw yes. Fauci, Fauci yes. predicted, or I don't, I don't, I got to use my language carefully. I don't know if it was a prediction or whatever it was. He said yeah. that there is a chance there's hope, whatever, that the, the opening day of next football season, we could have full stadiums. <gasps> oh my God. Yeah, my God. Yeah. I'm literally. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <sighs> 
I didn't so, know that. When did he say that? Oh my God. That's Mark. That is what I, and I know that mm-hmm. this is because this is my job and this is how my brain, like it, I, I feel like part of the reason I wasn't able to tell time this year is because my job revolves around sports in such a way that I don't ever have to think about the calendar. Cause I just yeah. know what the next thing I'm doing is. Yeah. And, then, and no, so you turn I on have, your TV and if it's Joe Buck, it must be the fall. If it's right. Jim Nance, you're like, Oh, it's March madness and the masters. Yeah. That's exactly. how you measure. <laughs> it's Joe or Jim. And that's all I know. And um, I feel like I've sort of my idea of like, okay, there's hope we we're going to be okay is if we can go to college football games next year. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why and like NFL games too, but for some reason, if you live in the right part of the country, you could go to college football games. Sorry, me as a person who is a hypochondriac. (laughs) Also, uh, my best friend's mother-in-law is getting the vaccine today in England. Wow. Is that crazy? Wow. That made me feel I was Ever like oh. on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Janet, how are you? Um, but yeah, Janet, what's like, the first sports sporting event you want to go to now that you're vaccinated and you yeah be like cricket. Uh, <laughs> um also, so yeah, we're gonna say our, um, our top five things. Yeah. So At so my that, No, go ahead. I do have a dog story I have to tell, and it was Moses. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, we'll 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 do a quick wrap up before we we get to Chris Song. But uh, I so my list. I I was just going to preface by saying my list was basically as I looked back on 2020 uh, and everything that was canceled. I don't want to. I don't want to to be sad about it. So I don't want to. I don't want to cry about what what didn't happen this year. It's things that I'm excited because it's over. Smile because it didn't happen. It (laughs) because it's (laughs) hopefully going to happen in 2021. So my list is basically like things that were all that I didn't get to do in 2020 that I'm looking forward to doing in 2021. Basically. Great. I love it. So yeah, let's, uh, that's a good framing. What's your first one? Okay. My my first one uh, is a little broad. We'll say uh, just, I I couldn't figure out the way to, I'm a, it's baseball. <laughs> me, me too. A little broad, but it's just like I couldn't figure out like what the exact thing I missed the most. But it's just like going to a ballpark. You mentioned that you love hot dogs on a oh, on a show we did not too long ago. Obsessed uh, with hot dogs. I only eat hot dogs in certain occasions. It's at the at a baseball ballpark. <laughs> it is at the turn of my golf round after the ninth hole. I smash a hot dog before the tenth hole. That's um, a weird one. Yeah. So then when I miss hit the drive off the 10th tee. I blame it on the ketchup on my hands. Mm. Um, you were such a dad. I can't believe you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I sometimes uh, I'm like, how are you? How do you not have 14 children? <laughs> uh, also, there's the the tradition I do of I go to Wrigley Field every year. I'm a Cubs fan, so I always try to make like a pilgrimage once a year. And when I'm there, I I, I have that moment where I'm like, why do I not live in Chicago? Why like and I yeah. and I like around the fifth inning, I'm pulling up Zillow on my phone trying to figure out like, should I buy a house here? Should I just live here? Should I move everything here? Um the whole scene. I love baseball so much, but I also love in-person baseball so mm-hmm. much. And uh, that is so uh, I started with a pretty broad thing, but that well, is something it, I miss that I can't wait to do next year. That's funny because mine is my the first thing I thought of immediately was the um when the Red Sox play the Yankees, like mm, mm-hmm. usually I think it's three times a year, two times a year, whatever it is. I go to whether, cause I'm either live in New York or I can go home to Boston and see them in Fenway at Fenway or Yankee stadium. And either way, it's just, as I was thinking about this, about making this list, I was like, there is nothing 
that makes me feel like I f- I'm I'm not getting emotional, but I feel I have like butterflies almost talking about seeing the Sox and the yeah. Yankees out there and sitting and, you know, eating 15 hot dogs and like all the peanuts <laughs> and like too many beers and you're just in it. And it doesn't really yeah. matter, like especially that first series doesn't really matter who wins. And, you know, at, at this rate, the socks suck now. So I think it'll pivot back and forth. But it truly I'm I miss going to baseball games, you know, in a visceral way. Well, uh, one thing I've always appreciated about the Yankees and Red Sox rivalry is they play 234 times a year. <laughs> and they make it seem like this is, as you said, that th- this this series that's going on in July, this three game series is the only three times that they're going to play this year. Yes, and until and they play in August. Deal. Yeah, until they play. In- <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, and 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 it works for me because if I know the Yankees and Red Sox are on TV, I'm like I have to watch that because who knows if they're going to play again. And then two oh. weeks pass, and you're like, wait, are they playing again? <laughs> Right, you're like, I thought we just, okay, all right. Uh, right, I also wanted to read a few things from the Wikipedia page of the um, Sox-Yankees rivalry because it's actually uh, pretty funny. Um, It's all about how Boston has an inferiority complex to New York, which is definitely true. Um, And I just want to read this first part. It says, since before the start of the American Revolution, Boston and New York City have shared a rival as cities. I was like, whoa, okay. They didn't have baseball then. What, where are we going? So like, as they're fighting the British, they're, they're, they're sticking it to the monarchy. Yes. And as that's going on, they're actually like fighting with each other is what oh, absolutely. the argument is. Okay. So my family is all from the New York area and my, but I grew up in Boston and mm-hmm. it is 100% that there is this like total if you grow up in Boston, but you know, you're not as cool as someone who lives in New York and it kills you. So you get <laughs> angry. And there's also, there's actually been, I mean, people in Boston are going to be like, you're the worst. And I'm going to be like, well, maybe, but um, <laughs> the, the one thing that, that kind of shocked me about this Wikipedia page for, um, for the Yankees and the Red Sox is uh, a header called violence. And it says there have been occasions of arrests due to violence over the rivalry. In May 2008, a Yankees fan in Nashua, New Hampshire, was arrested and charged with reckless second-degree murder outside a bar, which resulted from an argument over the rivalry. Whew. Yeah, I mean that is. Uh, there's there's no love lost between these two teams, Charlotte. <laughs> no, no, it's crazy. That's what it's I'd wild. say there. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, we're on the same page with the baseball with, yeah. our, with our picks. In fact, uh, my number four pick, I'm going to keep the baseball train going because this is something – this is an event that was canceled in 2020. I literally did not see a single person bring this up um, and 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 or mourn the loss of this or anything like that. Uh, in fact, I almost forgot about it until my dad mentioned it to me because mm-hmm. this is this is an event that my dad and I share Wait. a bond over. Yes. I, home run derby. No. But <laughs> okay, what is it? What is it? It's more ridiculous. Uh, it is the Little League World Series. <gasps> yes, um. I I am obsessed with the Little League World Series. I have written. I have written. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! 
<laughs> Yikes! Tell me what you've uh, you written about. I have written multiple articles about the Little League World Series. I have been to Williamsport for the Little League World Series. I love it so much. Uh, it is. I, I know. I, I know more trivia and historical facts about it. Like I remember teams and players from the Little mm-hmm. League World Series in a way that is probably a little psychotic and yeah. would probably put me on some sort of watch list. No, 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 um, no, no, no. But uh, my dad and I love it. We watch it every year. My dad, uh, in, in August, it is not uncommon for my dad to text me like the the the, the Japan team looks pretty strong. I like their oh. <laughs> that first baseman for Japan can rake. You know, like I'll just get these random texts from my dad. He'll sit on the couch and watch every set because they'll they'll have multiple games going on. He'll watch every single second. And by the time the championship game is played, uh, we have very strong feelings about it. And we 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 could I, I could probably make money gambling on this because like yeah. I I'm locked in and I watch every pitch of every game to by the time the championship is played i know i know some things that other people don't know we'll put it that wow, way. wow i love this okay so this gives me a thought if there's hope that maybe there we can travel to go to sports games in the fall we should do a live people sports podcast episode oh, from the little league world series i would absolutely and love we that. should also make Fox make the company we work for send us to um, the postseason and World Series because <laughs> that would be really fun. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Also, just send us to uh, the Super Bowl while we're at it. And honestly, just stuff. like yeah, put just us everything. anywhere, and we'll yeah. bring our microphones, and there will uh, be content. The Little League World Series, though, everything is free there. Like hot dogs, still you you're hot, you love hot dogs. We, yes. we brought this up. Hot dogs cost like a dollar. It is it what? is the last it is the last bastion of of true amateur. Uh, old timey, whatever you want. Ignore the fact that there's like multi million dollar television contracts that are broadcasting this thing. I, we don't need to talk about that. Um, I'm t- like the scene at Williamsport is is unadulterated amateurism. We'll put it that it is the last hope we have in this country. Wow. And uh, I, we're and that's my way of saying we're like 20 years away from literally <laughs> World Series players like going on strike because they're not paid a salary or something. Right, like like having agent, labor like, laws really yeah. coming. Yeah, the team from California butt. is not coming out to play. They are demanding that they get a cut of the TV revenue. <laughs> no, yeah, they had they all have their likenesses like sold yeah, at airports. Yeah. They're doing so Wheaties good. commercials. Yeah. <laughs> I love oh, it. Man. Yeah. Hey, maybe it'd pay for their college. Um. So okay, love that one. Okay. Uh, what's my next one? Oh, my my next one. I felt a little bad that um. I went so hard on Virginia when I did, when I do have a school that I went to. And I think that we've been very generous in giving Colby college at shout outs, mm-hmm. but there's um, a rivalry <laughs> between Colby. It's Colby college, Bowdoin college, Bowdoin university. I, lo- Bowdoin I love that. I love that. You don't know. Yeah. I love that. You're pretending to not know to make it seem uh, like you don't respect those heathens. Oh yeah. Um, Bowdoin kids. Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh my God. Losers. Um, and then there's Bates. So there's Colby, Bowden, and Bates, which are the three schools in this division mm-hmm. in Maine. And so they have sort of this rivalry called the CBB rivalry, which when one of my friends actually recently on my Instagram story, I put something about, you know, college men's college basketball. CBB. Oh, you put CBB. And they were like, yeah. "Are you talking about the about Colby Bowden Bates?" And I was like, "Super not." But now I am. What? Um, and it didn't happen this year because they didn't have D three football, so they couldn't have the oh, okay. uh, the three way champion. Uh, well, whatever. I was I was going to ask you what sport you're talking about because you you didn't mention it until you just said football. Because it's I, no, it's all of them. Like it's oh. football, hockey, 
baseball, softball, like everybody cares about beating these teams. Yeah. Um, which is funny because, you know, it's either very lopsided, like there's, and it's usually Bowden, like usually Bowden wins. And I'm going to be honest, I wouldn't have gotten into Bowden. So when they, like the Bowden kids at hockey's game, hockey games would chant like safety school at the Colby kids. And we'd all be like, well, you have a point. And then they would beat you too on top of that. Yeah, but they weren't as cool and they didn't have as much fun. <laughs> that, that's a great point. If, so, if, you did a, if you did a beer Olympics, Colby's. Oh, no <laughs> question. Absolutely. No, no we didn't like, even do that with them because we were like, it'll be so embarrassing. I, for you. I thought you were going to, this sounds like a rivalry where you guys like, it, it, you're, you're talking about polo or like croquet or some some <laughs> some no, like I, main sport like that you're sailing you have a sailing rivalry yeah, yeah it's unfortunately it's real football but uh anyway so that's what I'm, i missed that this year and i'm very excited for that nice. well i i would love to uh yeah you want to talk about fox in us places send us to the cbb we should do um, a people sports yeah. podcast yeah. from the colby Bowden we, game we break down the colby Bowden football you would lose for, your mind as for an audience of 12 <laughs> <laughs> like uh, seeing seeing how the east coast this is you'd be like i have to get out of here like we yeah gotta go right now we 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 titled the show like intense cbb rivalry or something everyone <laughs> thinks we're talking about duke carolina number three on my list is the ohio state michigan game uh yeah. we've already talked about it we don't need to talk about it anymore i'm sad i miss it i uh i've only actually surprisingly i've only been to one um really it was it was the one versus two game it was my very first game as, as an ohio state student uh huh. that that fall i got to campus uh ohio state was ranked number one in the country michigan was ranked number two uh, it was the game of the century, as they said. One of one of thirty six games of the century. Um, <laughs> we we won. It looked like we were going to win the national title, and then Florida kicked our ass uh, not long after. But uh, now that now that I'm missing out on it, and now that I live across the country, I, I think I need to make this. I, I need to go to more Ohio State Michigan games. Is what we I will hands I took it for down granted. Go next yeah. year. Yeah, I took this it for granted. And, actually, yeah. this isn't a sad podcast. Yeah. This is us just being like, we'll go to this, we'll go to this, we'll go to this. I I miss it more than I thought I would. Uh, now that it's not being played, I I am 100 percent going to the game next year. No question right. about it. So, uh, what, what? I guess I guess are they going to play it in? Oh, that sucks. They're going to play it in Michigan. We lost oh, out on the. No. I bet they're not going to bump the schedule, right? Like it was supposed to be at Ohio State this year. Do you think? Do you think that because it was Michigan's fault? <laughs> can you blame people for getting sick are yeah, we doing that yet michigan's fault i like that you said that not me that would sorry uh, <laughs> i'll have to issue an apology like kirk herb street did <laughs> yeah. i'll be like sorry sorry, uh, sorry. anyway whether what it doesn't matter because we we uh it, whether we play michigan stadium or ohio stadium there are more ohio state fans there michigan fans have just kind of waved the white flag anyway so th- yeah. that is one of the great traditions is uh we when we're beating michigan at michigan the ohio around michigan stadium has <laughs> As there's 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter and all the Michigan fans have left and the Ohio State fans are just like holding up signs that say, please extend Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> like we need more milk. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, that's, so that's amazing. My three. Yeah. Okay. Um, my number three is the Boston Marathon. Um, mm. I really missed that this year. It's been held in some form every year since uh 1897 whoa straight up canceled this year and when i I didn't know that yeah oh yeah yeah yeah. and when i worked at boston.com it was doing local news i think is probably one of the 
greatest experiences anyone in media can have because you get to know, especially I was just like a general assignment reporter. So it would be anything from like, go cover, you know, a human interest story at the Boston Marathon to like, you know, there was a break in at blah, blah, blah. Can you write up the blog post about it? But I, you really get to know a city and I really got to know I grew up, I went to school in the city. I thought I knew Boston and I was like, oh, I super didn't. Um, and the Boston Marathon is one of those things that the more you look into it, there are these traditions. Like there's this family, um, the Hoyt family, where the son was in a wheelchair. And for like 50 years, the dad would push the son on the whole course. And it was, you know, it just, you can't, I've never been to the Boston Marathon without just like crying the entire time because it's just like the best of humanity. So I'm very excited wow. for, for that to come uh, back. Is this correct? Uh, this is my my thinking of the Boston Marathon. So correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, you 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 can't just enter it. You have to qualify. You have to be like an elite marathoner to be in the Boston Marathon. It's not to qualify right? for it. Yeah, or you can run for charity. Um, oh, you can. You can. And run, I'm like, not entirely sure how. I think you might have to raise a certain amount of money for a charity to mm. be on a team to run it. Because yeah, I've had friends who were not great runners but ran on a team for so a if I like for example if I wanted to run I, I've always wanted to do a marathon I came very close one time and then it fell through basically really my my, my running partner chickened out and then mm. I was it was in Cleveland and I would have had to drive three hours and do it by myself and I was like that seems miserable like if I'm gonna, yeah I'm gonna collapse at the finish line What's and the be by myself ever run? so when I was training for that I ran 14 miles that was wow. the farthest that was the and then then my partner backed out and then I was stuck and then I was like, well, yeah. I guess I'm probably not going to run it. Um, but I've always wanted to do it and uh, I, I couldn't do it. Right. Like if I wanted to do the Boston marathon, just no, as a citizen, I, that's just like, I, you know, it, th this is not the forum for like guys to, you know, check that box on your bucket list. This is serious business, right? I really, yes. Yes. Like as an elite runner or as someone running just to be good at running. Yeah. No, I don't think you have a shot. Although I don't know how fast you run, but no, um, I, I do not have a shot. Okay. Um, but <laughs> I think that there would be a way with the charity stuff or with the teams or with the sponsored thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, look, maybe maybe that's another thing we try to do in twenty. The farthest I've ever to, run. It, it, are we just making a list of things where you and I are going to do so. together so. next year? Yeah. In the pandemic, at one point, I was running a ton because I was so anxious, and I made it eleven and a half miles. Whoa! That's the farthest that's I've ever far. run. That's pretty. So far. I feel like yeah. I don't know. Yeah, uh, that's 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 pretty good. Um, it's been a while. That was in like June. The other question I had about the Boston Marathon, is that the one where the lady uh, did the uh, Stanley move in the office yes. during the fight and got in the car and like had to drive to the other part of the course and then got out and ran the rest of it? Is that the Boston yeah, Marathon? Yeah, Rosie, somebody cheated yeah. at the Boston Marathon in an incredible way. Yeah, I think like if you're from Boston, that's like the most offensive thing that's ever happened in Boston I sports it, history. I mean, and I'm not from Boston. I'm like, that's a lit. That, kudos to that woman. Like, God love her. That's amazing. I, I feel like I'm a bad New Englander because I think everything is funny that makes fun of Boston. And I think if you're truly from Boston, you have to be like, I will fight you. And I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You have to you have to respect the sanctity of the marathon. And she did not do that. But to yeah. me, I was like, that's genius. Work smarter, not harder. Congratulations, <laughs> Rosie. Rosie, come on the podcast and talk about it. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, oh, my God. Number All two right. on my list is March Madness. Um, <sighs> kind of, again, self-explanatory. It is uh, – it, it, it's not just – 
I'll, I'll be more specific because obviously the broad March Madness is awesome. Um, it's it's one of the greatest events in sports. Everybody loves it. Uh, but the feeling of that Thursday morning, um, just the the nostalgia of my dad. I, I was raised by two educators. My mom and dad were both teachers. My dad became an administrator, um, but that was their entire life was was education. So they took school very seriously. I had perfect attendance or as close to it, whatever. Like I had to get good grades. All this stuff was super important to my parents. If I ever asked them to to call me out of anything, they were like, are you out of your mind? You're going to take the hardest classes. You're going to go to every class. You're going to ace it, whatever. But the one exception my dad would make is every Thursday that March Madness started, he would, he would call me out. Uh, I'd do a half day at lunch. I would leave so I could go home and just watch March Madness games all day on Thursday. Um, and yeah, and it was like it was like Mark. the coolest thing. Was, <laughs> oh, <my laughs> yeah. God, oh my god, it's so sweet. That's so yeah, wonderful. and uh, so having like that—that that is the feeling. Is like the the excitement, the anticipation, the Thursday games. You you know that you just have like an onslaught of games coming. Um, you know you're about to see insanity. That feeling of anticipation, we obviously didn't get that this year, but we are yeah. going to get it in 2021, uh, even though the season so far has been, <laughs> yikes, a little rocky. Um, yeah. it's good. The tournament's going to happen. It's not going to be the same. I mean, we should say that. Like, that sucks. So it, it, we're still, like, another year away from, like, getting the full-fledged. I know. Uh, I know. But you'll have but something. Whatever. We'll have something. So I, I obviously, I miss March Madness. I, I love college basketball and uh, – but, but we're, we're, we're getting there. We're I, getting close. We're getting, we're getting close. close. Yeah, we're getting thanks close. to Moderna and Pfizer, they'll sponsor uh, the next Final Four. It'll be perfect. <laughs> um, okay, my my fourth, second? What? How are we second. numbering? Yeah, we, how start? do numbers work? I don't know. I don't know. What have you What have you written down on your list? I was just going to say, how are you writing? <laughs> um, mine is, a, this one is a very, very, very selfish pick. And um, I don't mean to be an elitist, but what I'm going to miss this year, because I think it's become pretty clear this is not going to be a normal Super Bowl, is media night at the Super oh, Bowl. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because every year um, I... I love Super Bowl week. It's exhausting as when you have to work it, but it's mm-hmm. also just for me, I, I feel like so often people in this business who become your friends, you're kind of all based in different places and you're traveling. So you mm-hmm. might not be in the same place at the same time. And then having, you know, the industry really there is it's just fun. And media night is one of those things that people get so up in arms about and be right. Like all these things like media night is stupid. Media night is a waste of time. Mm. Media night is changed. But, and I just love how, um, how much like angst it, um, it provides. And I also think you can do the stupidest things there that to me are funny. Like I asked, I got to the front of Sean McVay's little, um, you know, pedestal, whatever, where they put them at media night, um, for his press conference. And I was like, Sean, Sean. And, he finally looked my way and I just said, how old are you? And he was like, <laughs> he just looked at me and he was like, I'm 33. And I was like, okay, cool. Cause like no one ever talks about that. And then he started laughing and I was like, you can't do yeah, that anywhere yeah. else. Like, <laughs> yeah. but also at every media night, there's another reporter who I hear, like I'll do something like that. And then I'll hear someone go Charlotte mm. or like, come mm. on Char. Mm. And I'm like, it's media night baby anything goes anything goes uh media night is as you said everyone not everyone but a lot of people 
get their panties in a bunch about it yeah. and, and you got to respect the biz and and that sort of thing but the same people that roll their eyes at media night uh also can't resist chewing up the content that comes out of media yeah. night. they can't resist <laughs> the marshawn lynch clips and whatever bill belichick's doing like all there's always stuff that comes out of media night that that we all talk about forever and right. And that includes the people that are like, this is lame. Why do we do this? Oh, that was funny. What Marshawn Lynch said. Let's talk about that. And, you know, you can't have a book exactly. with people. Exactly. So I just I love it unabashedly. Yeah, I, I also do. I, I, uh, I, I like media night. I've never, I've never been to a Super I've never even been to a Super Bowl. I'd like to do that someday. But uh, Got to get yeah, you to a Super the, Bowl, man. The, the, the idea of media night's hilarious, too. That, like, this is the one... Yeah, I don't it's know. So I, I like it. it's, it's, it's so inherently funny. Like the this is the thing. biggest game in, in North American sports, and let's just have one day before it where we just screw around and don't take it seriously <laughs> at all. Just, exactly. just for fun. and it'll be a week before it happens. Yeah, and it'll just yeah, <laughs> right as the guys are there most locked in and yeah. <laughs> the biggest moment of their lives. Let's just have some fun with them. Let's yeah. just have let's just keep it loose and fun. You let's guys. let let's let idiots uh, like Charlotte Wilder ask Sean yeah, McVay how old he is. Sure. Uh, d- does anybody get denied access to media night by the um, way like is there are there ways to not get a media credential because it does seem like they'll just let anybody in um uh yeah but i know our, yeah. i know our friends the the part of my take guys like, say, have turned it into yeah. like a thing but but it, that's almost like the, the it's almost like the nfl is banning them because they want to be banned and it's become their little bit it's a dance it's a kid's yeah, a little yeah. song and dance i don't i don't know that i've ever seen anyone like legitimately not be allowed to go to media night yeah, you know yeah it, people from all over the world, you know, they're always like Germans there. And I'm like, what? that's what I'm saying. Like they'll, they'll let like any media outlet into that thing. Yeah. Like a ton of the- Swedes roaming yeah. around and you're like, <laughs> do we even speak football? Like, what are we? So, yeah, oh, man. Uh, number one on my list. Uh, people might be surprised that March Madness was not number one. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you know anything about me, you would know that I have one sporting event that I love more than any other. It is the sporting event from my home city. It is the Indianapolis 500, and I live and breathe it. I this is the first Indy five. The Indy 500 happened this year. There were no fans. Uh, it doesn't really count. I mean, Takuma Soto won. Congratulations to him. I'm not. His face belongs on the trophy. The the race counts. The experience doesn't count. I I in, in, fast forward 20 years. I am going to still tell people that I've been to like every Indy 500. I'm not going to count wow. this. As like a, you, okay. you know, don't you think, yeah. do you think that's fair? Yes. Okay. Cause, uh, because lo- you've, you've gone yeah. to everyone that you could have gone to. Yeah, yeah. I, I I will go to every Indy 500 that's possible to go to. I I absolutely love it. I there's a lot of it's just city pride for me that like I I am from a city that you feel like when you grow up around cornfields and gray skies and not a lot going on and like to the outside world all they really know about where you're from is Gene Hackman starting <laughs> a movie about guys that played basketball in the 40s. Uh, <laughs> When you have things that kind of grab the nation's attention, and I understand the Indy 500 is it the biggest deal in the world, but it is something. And like it's people just spin, like suddenly you're, you're, you know, I'm watching the local news and there are all these celebrities doing a parade through my home city. And like, you know, Mark Wahlberg's waving the green flag and you're like, oh my God, Mark Wahlberg <laughs> in Indianapolis. <laughs> um, so there is that part of it, but also, you know, it's the biggest, it's the biggest one day sporting event in the world, Charlotte. This is the yeah. biggest in terms of uh, in-person attendance. This is the biggest event. So uh, I love that part of it. I love the Indy 500. So I can't wait to, I can't wait till we can, I, I got to get you to Indy 500. That yes. is, oh, that is something would, you got to do. You I would love absolutely love it. I'm yeah. a big car guy. <laughs> People don't know that. 
I love car. I love vehicle boats, cars. You would love the whole scene. I'm telling you, you, you want to talk about like walking around with a microphone and camera and just like talking to people oh. and getting footage. That is the play. That is a gold mine. Then I feel yeah. when I think about that, when I think about walking around and talking to, you know, people like funny people, people doing weird stuff, it's like, um, it, it's like I haven't had a drink in a really long time. And uh-huh. I'm thinking like how good that yeah. drink is good. Like that is the level of, Oh my God, I want to yeah. do that. So, yeah. Okay. Indy 500. Great. Well, we've got a full next year plan. There you go. What's I can't your... wait to tell uh, our, the people we work with that they're, they have to send us to all these places. Do you have a number one or do you already do your number one? Um, I do have a number one. And this year it's, it, I don't know that this would be my number one every year. But in 2020, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that we will have one of the things that I love so much, which are the Christmas Day NBA games. Mm. Um, I love the Christmas Day mm-hmm. NBA games because um, my family isn't super into Christmas. You know, my mom's Jewish. Mm. I was raised Jewish. My dad is not. So we'll usually do something with my cousins and like maybe some family friends. But it's not a day that like it's a special day, but it's not um the be all and also mm-hmm. having NBA games on it for me is just like really fun. Yeah. And yeah. they're always rivalry games and they're always some juicy drama going on. And mm-hmm. I, it's like a reality show with a sports game attached and Christmas. That is the NBA the- in general, by the way. Yes. Yeah, yes. But, but, but it comes to a head on Christmas day. Cause they orchestrate the matchups. Exactly. To be, yeah. Yeah. It's like a little wink to fans. Like we're going to give you this. And this year, um, the third game in the slate of Christmas Day games is Celtics-Nets. So you have Kyrie playing in Boston since he left mm-hmm. for the first time. You have him mm-hmm. and KD. You have, I, I don't know, I'm you know, and especially with all of the drama where um, LeBron said that he was hurt by what Kyrie said and Kyrie mm-hmm. won't talk to the media. I just think this is going to be so juicy and fun. And I'm just, my fingers are so crossed that we're going to get, like, give us this one thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, the Christmas that that that's pretty much why the NBA is back, right? Like they they want to own right? Christmas Day, and they that's why they brought it back. Because I think like if you're if you have more than one brain cell in your noggin, you would yeah. say, why are we playing NBA games so like we didn't, <laughs> we just crowned the champion Lakers? And the answer right. is the NBA uh, does not want to give up the stronghold they have on Christmas. College basketball is actually playing on Chris, like meaning the Big Ten is playing meaningful games on Christmas Day for the first really? time ever. Um, so yeah, wow, the, the rivalry intensifies between college and the NBA. Uh, but yeah, I, I really feel like that's the only reason the NBA came back. And and if they were doing it, if if NBA games on Christmas Day weren't a thing, they would like probably start the season in February or something. Or, I think that's. Like, we, I think that's we, we have to start on Christmas and. I they find should that just kind of play funny. like a few games on Christmas and then start in February. Like who cares? I told my idea was they need to, they should just do like a, uh, the winter classic and, um, with the, that the NHL yeah. does yeah. where they have like one big thing, one big game on Christmas day that you're playing for a trophy or something. Um, I don't know. The NBA comes up with dumb yeah. stuff all the time and play that game and then take like a couple months off and then actually start totally. the season. <laughs> at this you know? point, if there were ever a t- like fans will take anything at this point, you yeah. could tell me, you could tell me that like half of the, you know, half of the Red Sox starting lineup would be playing for the Celtics for January. I would be like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like cool. Uh, sweet. P- perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching. Do like they should make the, so the Warriors weren't in the bubble. Um, right. obviously cause they suck, but, uh, 
have the Warriors because they they draw all the eyeballs. Everyone loves Steph Curry. I know Clay yeah. is you know not going to play this year. That sucks. But uh, right. there's the Warriors should be decent this year still. Uh, and then maybe get like the Suns because they went eight zero in the bubble, missed the playoffs. They got Chris mm. Paul now. Just have like the Warriors play the Suns on Christmas Day. That's our yes. one game. And then start the rest of the season in February. That's my idea. Perfect. But, done. Love knows, it. Whatever. Give but me yeah, Celtics next too. And I, we're good yeah, to give go. me, this is the problem is everyone else is like, yeah, well, but also, yeah, throw, in, also throw in the Lakers and also give me the Knicks because oh, the Knicks. we need the Knicks on Christmas Day, I guess. I don't know. The sweet, sweet um, Knicks. What, what else do we got before we talk to Chris Long? Oh, I just wanted to tell the dog story really quickly. Mm. Um, because Moses' birthday was what, mon- Monday or yesterday? Monday. My dog, uh, Moses, he turned 10 on Monday. Uh, same birthday as Larry Bird. That is not a coincidence. When I was looking for a dog, I, <laughs> I Larry Bird's my favorite basketball player ever. So did I, you really look for a dog born in? Yeah. So the way I got him was I was scared of dogs, Charlotte, my whole life. Uh, like legitimately scared. I didn't realize that until I saw your. Yeah. Your like birth. I, if I'm walking down the street and you're walking a dog at me, I will turn around and run the other way. Like it was really, really bad. My, I would go visit my grandparents. They had a little Yorkie and it took, it took me a very long time to even like let the Yorkie be like the Yorkie would jump up on the wow. couch and I'm like jumping out of the way. It was, uh, I, I had like an incident when I was little that, uh, yeah. with the dog and I don't know, just kind of like, I just dogs internalized were it, but I wanted to get over it because like at a certain point, everyone was making fun of me and killing me for it. And so I thought the only way to get over it is to raise a dog myself. Uh, I need to get a dog that like I have full control over that will like listen to me. Um, still haven't done that by the way. So I literally Googled like, what's the best, what's like the, the, the softest dog? Like what's the dog that's like not scary at all? What is the friendliest mm-hmm. dog? And golden retriever was the answer. So I was like, all right, For I'm going to sure. get a golden retriever puppy because uh, that's the best chance I have of not being scared or like getting over this or working through it. Mm-hmm. So I decided to get a golden retriever puppy. And then the timeline worked out that I was, I, I had this thought right around Larry Bird's birthday. And I was like, done. We're getting, we're getting one on Larry Bird's birthday. So there it is. That's amazing. I love that. That's also good for you for, I I think that getting over fears or Mm -hmm. things like that is very much like learning something. Like the best way to, to learn something is to teach it to someone else. And Mm -hmm. the best way to get over a fear that you don't want. So you're actively trying to find a way to fix this is to be like, Oh, here is this. This is mine. Like, this is my dog. Yeah. This is a safe thing. I mean, are you, how do you feel about other dogs still? No, I, I am not scared of other dogs at all now. That's I love amazing. other dogs. I run up to, I go to dog parks and I'm putting my face in there and oh, I'll break up fights at dog parks like that aren't no, even what, my you're dog. That guy? Yeah, I'll do it. I don't, I, I'm not scared at all anymore. It's, uh, it, it is pretty wild how I got over it because I, that's crazy. I a legitimately, a Yorkie would approach me and I would like take off running um, just because I don't know. I just, I, there's just, uh, I don't know. Phobias are, are irrational. That's what phobias are, right? right? They're irrational. Right. Like it was, I don't know. You so can't, I, right. uh, and I, I identified those are irrational and I was like, I don't want, I, I am a rational person. I should fix this. So I did. Good for and, you. Uh, That's well, yeah. Moses is, he's just the cutest thing ever. Um, and so anyway. it made me think, <laughs> so I am, I'm currently at my parents' house and mm-hmm. um, I grew up, we've always had German shepherds um, and we, that we have now Echo, who is two and a half, three. I think she just turned three. She is um, the sweetest. She's so funny. She's way too smart. She only loves three people in the world. And those three people are my mom, my dad, and me. And um, anyone else 
she'll like, even if someone's staying with us, she'll, she'll bark every time that person comes into a room Mm -hmm. and then decide she likes the, anyway. So I feel like this dog is my dog. I'm obsessed with her and she has an ear infection. And so recently I had to, I was like, no, 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 I got this. I'll take her to the vet. So Echo gets in the car. I take her to the vet. They're doing it now. It's remote. Like you have to call and they'll check in with you on the phone and then they come and get the dog. And Echo was trembling so much um, and then tried to make a break for it into the woods. And I had to like wrestle the dog in the parking lot. It was wild. <laughs> but so they take her in, they examine her, they call me and they're like, okay, so here's what's going on. She has an ear infection, blah, blah, blah. And they said, we're going to put her on this medication. Is that all right? And I said, well, you know, actually there was, she was on something when she was puppy, a puppy that wasn't great. So I need to just, this is, a, you know, actually my parents' dog. So let me just call my mom to be, to make sure that I know what the name of that medication is. And the vet with no, like no hint of a joke, no irony, like nothing. She goes, oh, okay. So you're technically Echo's sister. <laughs> and I was like, um, yeah, I get like, I was so, I was so amazed and stopped in my tracks that she was asked. I, I like stopped to sort of laugh for a second. And then she was like, there was just silence. She was like waiting for me to, I was like, yeah, I get, yes. Technically. Yeah. Yes. We were in the same Christ. litter. Yes. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> my <sister>. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my story. I just thought that there was something really. That is, uh, yeah. I, I haven't gotten comfortable with that. I, I love Moses. I am very much a dog guy. Like I, I let him kiss me or, you know, like I, I, I love the dog that I, I am that kind of dog owner that like Moses would like lick my face. And I'm like, Oh boy, you know, <laughs> like it's kind of disgusting. If you really yeah, think about it, gross, but, but I, I can't get, you know, like people call me, they'll, they'll, they'll do the thing where they talk to Moses, but they're really talking to me and they're like, Oh, is your daddy taking you to the, yeah. And like, and you're like, no, Cause no. I don't think of it as a father son. I think of it as we're bros. Like me and yeah. Moses are bros. We're, your just, pal. we're just guys being dudes together, you know? And that's, we just go on yeah, adventures and- as bros. And the idea of me being his dad is wild. So <laughs> I, I can't, I can't get behind that at all. No, I, and- <laughs> I feel like I'm, I feel sort of maternal towards echo where I was sort of like, well, sis, I mean, I get, yeah, yeah, I guess well, we're making opposite arguments by the way. Cause I'm exactly. saying I am Moses's brother right? and you're saying, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm like, echo's I'm like, mother. <laughs> and my mom's like, you will never be her mom. And I'm like, that's fair. Anyway, uh, should we have Chris on the podcast? We should have Chris on the podcast. Let's right. talk to Chris long. Hey guys, Charlotte Wilder here. I want to tell you about our brand new Fox Sports app and website, foxsports.com. It's reimagined for the modern sports fan. So go ahead, download the new app now. You don't even have to pause this episode to do it. Every day on the app and website, you'll see the top stories in sports, plus a rich world of written content, videos, social media, and analytics to give you a 360-degree view of the most important sports stories of the day. Streaming live TV has also never been so easy or elegant. Every Fox Sports game, including all pregame and postgame shows, are just one click away. For the extra invested fans, we also go deep with real-time wagering lines, trending prop bets, win probability, and key player projections. So what are you waiting for? Download the new Fox Sports app or visit www.foxsports.com. All right, we're here with Chris Long. He's got a podcast of his own. It's called Green Light with Chris Long. Uh, you can listen to that. But more importantly, more relevant to what we're trying to accomplish here, Chris, is that you are a Charlottesville native. You yeah. are a University of Virginia graduate. And Charlotte Wilder, 
is now the, the, the newest member of the University of Virginia b- basketball mm-hmm. bandwagon. And we need, we need a guy <laughs> like I'm a poser. I, I pretend to be a Virginia guy, but it's, I'm very recent. I'm obviously, I, I obviously I didn't go to school there, all that kind of stuff. Right. I was doing the best I could to guide. You just know through. good basketball. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But you are you LA. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see how long his hair is? Look at this guy. Yeah, I, yeah, this, I know, I know. I got the California mullet yeah. and I yeah. love the <laughs> And he's do he always has the light stash, which lately, which yeah. is a good look, dude. Light stash is back, bro. Yeah. Just leave a little You're doing it, Chris. Huh? Oh man. Um, Charlotte, you you t- how, how do we want to do this? Like what 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 do you would you need questions answered from Chris? What 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 are we doing here? Am I like also, a shaman? Yeah, you're like my guide through the ayahuasca of being a UVA basketball fan. No, you're gonna I vomit. Have- you're gonna vomit. It's just like ayahuasca <laughs> at times. Yeah, I okay. So let's start here. I was so moved by how welcoming UVA fans. Everyone, mm-hmm. I I never had such a positive experience online. Like people were. I tried so to warn nice you this, to Charlotte. I told you it was going to happen. I didn't believe it. I, I didn't you. understand the extent. So why is that, Chris? I, I guess we should start there. Why yeah. is it that uh, the same thing happened to me when I I think it was like five years ago, six years ago, uh, everyone hated Tony Bennett's brand of basketball. And I was one of the few people that stuck their neck out. I was like, I don't know. I kind of like it. And the Virginia fans just latched on and they're like, yes, <laughs> yes. this guy. <laughs> well, I um, mean, like we'll take anything we can get in the national yeah. media spotlight, you know, <laughs> that somebody likes our brand of basketball. And Charlotte, I know people said probably the one word you're hearing a lot is slow, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I say efficient, okay? <laughs> yes. I say slow. I say efficient. One of the most efficient teams in the country. Uh, I think whatever a- average adjusted rate uh, of play is, like they were in the 350s uh, the year they won mm-hmm. the Natty. So mm-hmm. they're going to play slow, but they're incredibly f- efficient. And they're really like, to me, what's amazing about – Tony uh, and what's amazing about Virginia has been, they haven't been winning with a bunch of McDonald's all Americans, at least Mm -hmm. not in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're going to start getting more of those type of guys, but it, it like Tony really does maximize. And here's the thing, Tony Bennett. Okay. If you ask me about a person and they're actually secretly a shithead, I'm not going (laughs) to stick my neck out and like, you know, (laughs) I can pretend I might not tell you they're a shithead. If I know they're a shithead, give us us a few examples of those people. Yeah. Who's a shithead, Chris? (laughs) Tony Bennett Bennett is like an angel, bro. He's an angel. He can't leave Charlottesville. Uh, We'll do whatever we have to do to keep him here. I love the dude. I love like, Everything about his family, his dad like drives in from like halfway across the country because he doesn't like to fly. Comes in the drive, so, like, <laughs> oh like he's the best dude ever. And, it, you know, they coach and recruit good kids too, like right. legitimate good kids. Yeah. I mean, that was some of the comments I was getting were like, oh, wait till you see our boys grow up. You know, like it feels it's, it's, a, <laughs> it's, very- a, little, it's a little Charlotte, Charlotte are you are you aware of Ken Palm? The website kenpalm.com. Are you aware of this? Kenpalm? I, I feel like this is the first thing you need to because Chris is bringing up efficiency and Ken Palm is like this college basketball website that ranks like all the, the most efficient teams. No, and all this sort of, and, I don't and, know. And I, should, I should shout out my co-host, yeah. Making Gunner, who like, you know, like uh, for Greenlight, who I went to high school with and grew up mm-hmm. with and we're like best buddies, but he's the biggest UVA basketball fan. If you want a shaman, like this is your 101, <laughs> like you want the 301, like the yeah, okay. you have trouble with late in your major, 
that's going to be Macon. Like Macon's all over the Ken Palm. He's all over the advanced <laughs> and stuff. That yeah, Mark we got to get you on. Yeah, we got to get you on Ken Palm, Charlotte. You got to okay. you got to just be refreshing and see how efficient. Wasn't Macon your your actual in town shaman though? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he hooked me up when I went down to when I went down to Charlottesville. He showed me a good time and uh, yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it's a good city. It's a good little town yeah. too. Like uh, it's not a city, I guess, but like I call it a city and people laugh at me, but it's just a, it's it's. Like, I didn't know because I grew up here and going to school, like the campus, they call it the grounds. Mm-hmm. I screw it up all the time. I call it campus. <laughs> it's gorgeous. And you, you you think every college campus is like that. And then I went to like visit buddies like at their schools. Yeah. Where'd you go? What was like the most shocking college visit compared to how beautiful <laughs> UVA is? Man, when I went out to to Manhattan, Kansas, nothing against that oh, place. No, against that place. I've been there too. Yeah. Okay. Like, come on. <laughs> I don't remember much about the, the, it. I spent, Kansas state, I, you know, they have a lot to offer, but a beautiful campus. is. They do have a lot to offer. And <laughs> I went out to, I went out to, uh, to help Ron Prince do some D line stuff right when I got in the league. And he didn't tell me about the fact that you get in a plane where you see the pilot in the front, like, Oh, one of those, there's no doors. And like, Literally, the way I got through this eight-minute flight was just counting to, you know, 600 or whatever it was. Like, that's – it's one of those really sketchy flights out there, like a puddle jumper, and there's nothing on campus. I mean, like, Manhattan, Kansas to Charlottesville, no disrespect, it's in the middle of nowhere. It's just not not my cup of tea. All right. I've never been – there i've never been to charlottesville but it has my name in it so yeah that, that was part of the reason why we felt like you, there, you, you made a lot of yeah. sense for charlotte but yeah i don't know I, how I, she forgot us yeah i, I don't I know. saw I, the initial list and i was like dude i know we, I, well, yeah i feel like <laughs> i feel like i should explain myself so i had this t-shirt when i was little um that was a virginia t-shirt my cousins um grew up in maryland and like a bunch of their friends went to UVA and they were older. And so I just like had this t-shirt and I loved it. And I've always felt fondly towards Virginia. I loved their colors. I loved this shirt. I sort of felt fondly towards Virginia, but it didn't, for some reason, it felt like because they are the most recent national champs. If I put them on that list, people no. would be like, Oh, you're just trying no, to like- they're, they're, they're not a cool pick. Like people <laughs> yeah, laugh no. at us and make fun of us. Yeah. And people like, listen, when the thing with the Labrador tr- retrievers happened, UMBC, like, <laughs> yes. And yes. listen, they've been as classy a team that could kick the shit out of your favorite college <laughs> team of any program I could ever like they are the, they are all class at UMBC. So I'm not dragging them here, but that was one of the worst nights of my life. My whole, and I don't know about y'all, my whole childhood adulthood, I've been waiting for a 16 to be mm-hmm. to one. Like that's like my sports dream. Like every year I watch Hampton somebody uh-huh. and it's like a six point game at the half. And I'm like, this is the year Syracuse came close to blowing it like a few years before that. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was always the dream. But Chris, I, I wasn't as devastated as you, but I was professionally devastated because I had stuck my neck out and I said, Tony Bennett can win the big one. And it's just a matter of time. And eventually he's going to win a national title. And I kept and you know, you guys kept choking or maybe not. Yeah, choking, we, whatever. There was some choking, whatever. And then going into that, that tournament, I was like, all right, this might be the year they might. I don't know if they're winning the title, but maybe they're going to the final four <laughs> and you get boat raced by a 16 seed. And I had to, uh, Simmons. Boat raced, exactly. yeah, it was boat raced, dude. You didn't just lose. It was, Bro, I was sitting in, I was sitting in an Irish pub. Cause I love St. Patty's day. It's my, one of my favorite holidays. Naturally. Um, I'm sorry. Nobody, it's perfect. Nobody here is shocked, but I'm here's the, here's the kicker. 
one of my favorite weekend of the year, St. Patty's Day and the first couple weekends of March Madness. Favorite sports weekend. Like you, you t- we were talking offline about things that you're crushed about missing this year. That's mm-hmm. yeah. for me. There was a morning period. Um, NFL, I would have been like, ah, it's cold. There's nothing to watch on TV. But the first weekend of March Madness. Mm-hmm. So Irish pub uh, and I'm at my brother-in-law's wedding. Um, and it is a wedding where half of the wedding is Baltimore people. So oh, no. the first oh, day, no. yeah, the wedding <laughs> on St. Patty's Day. So the first day we're getting in the hotel and I see all these people with all these dogs on their shirts, like <laughs> these brown and yellow issue <laughs> looking and these sweatshirts. And they're all like, huh, tonight, Chris Long, huh? Because they like some of them know me. And they're just giving me shit. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. And the next day was rough, man. The next day was really rough. So it was the worst possible place I could be to watch the worst thing that could ever happen to my, my favorite team. Which, I, if it hadn't been your team, would have been the best thing that could have happened to right. you. It would have been the best weekend of well, all time if yes, the 16 had been I would have been partying exactly. with these people, but they ruined my St. Patty's Day and they ruined my brother-in-law's wedding. To be honest, it was a beautiful <laughs> ceremony. Congratulations. I remember Regina. I remember being <laughs> devastated professionally because the same thing. I've been waiting my whole life for the 16 to beat the one, but I had put my neck out so far for Virginia basketball that when when the UMBC loss happened, uh Bill Simmons, my boss at the time was like, "Titus, this is massive. You have to write you have to write about this and just like dunk on UVA and just say like these cowards. How did they play? And I was like, Bill, I can't do that. <laughs> you got to spin it like they let you down. I was heartbroken. Yeah. They I was absolutely like they let you down. And listen, yeah. The fact that they got up off the mat, though, I think what a lot of people outside the mm-hmm. fraternity that we're all all three of us a part of mm-hmm. here now is people forget the next year. I didn't think we really had like like when you talk to people that 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 know the pulse, they're like, man, this is going to be tough this year. We lost to Florida State by 10 in the ACC championship. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, what else happened that year? Oh, yeah. The first round, dude, we're down 14 to Gardner. Uh, yeah, Webb. it was Gardner happening Webb. again. Yeah, it was happening again. It was happening it was, again. Yeah, and you're I'm like, doing oh, laps oh, no. around my kitchen counter. <laughs> my wife's like, it's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay. Like, no, it but, is not. But it had to happen that way, Chris. Right? Like, it doesn't that make it more fulfilling that you lose at the 16, that you're down to Gardner Webb, that like literally every single person that was was cheering for Virginia at that point was like a diehard because there were, there were no bandwagon fans left. No, no. Plus the Vegas of Virginia bandwagon after losing to a 16 seed. And what's everybody in the universe doing? We want to see chaos and I don't blame you guys. You want to see it happen twice in a row, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Now the, the Oregon game, was ugly as sin. And I was in Vegas in a sports book and I'm listening to people just talk shit about my favorite team, (laughs) having no idea why I'm there watching this game. And I'm just like, this is what people think of us. Like, this is really rough. We've been working like 49 to 45. And then uh, I think once they did that though, they like, they had the stones to go, to go beat Purdue, like Mm -hmm. in Auburn, the way they beat them. Like Charlotte, when I tell you, Go back, and I'm not even blowing mm-hmm. smoke. Watch those last three games they played. Okay, it is the most insane run, and it I'm is. biased, but no, I'm not biased. It, it really is like the most insane. Yeah, it the is Carson, the most, you beat Carson insane. Edwards. Carson Edwards scored 50 points, bro. Like it was like <laughs> it was insane. I think so, to me, what's so impressive about Virginia fans and about the team is that it isn't sexy. It's not cool. It's mm-hmm. and, and even when even after 
what was so bizarre to me is that after a national championship, people were still like, oh, welcome. We're so happy we have you like some national attention is what you Mm -hmm. were saying, Chris. And I was like, I and I didn't I mean, this past week has been so it's such a eye opening experience because I had I yeah, it was heartwarming. I was like, I had no idea that this community of people and instead of getting bitter about it or being Mm -hmm. mean about it, people were just like, no, you know what? Like, come in welcome mm-hmm. like we want you to love um defense and shot clock violations just pack as line much defense as- <laughs> pack, pack line defense man I mean, like, it, it's it it works you know old dick bennett man he's he's the og and tony i mean tony's been i mean just as good with it so i mean i don't know what, what was the one thing i was going to tell you about uh virginia basketball oh yeah bet the under Okay. <laughs> like I kind of picked that up uh, actually. Well, so yeah. where uh so Charlotte understands what she's jumping into from a psychological standpoint. Where is the Virginia fan base headspace at right now? Uh having processed the national title run, there was no tournament last year. Uh you lose to San Francisco out of the gate. What you're yeah. talking about, you're talking about like uh uh people like you win a national title nothing really changes this is funny to me is that you lose to san francisco and i saw people kind of having the same sentiment of like can tony bennett's style of basketball work and i'm like now hang on a second listen we just saw the man win a national title i didn't even i didn't even flinch okay i, I watched them play uh and this is no disrespect to that team in pennsylvania that they played in the second game um the rebound game there that they were up like 40 in the first half Was like thousand no it was a team that had just beaten Pitt. Oh, St. Uh, Francis. That's who they, Francis. Yeah, that's who they played. Yeah, yeah. And they, their leading score was out. And um, I, the San Francisco game, dude, I didn't even get to see most of it um, for some reason. And I didn't even panic when I saw the score or the or the the, the end of the game. It's like, we do this. Go, Charlotte. And, yeah. you know, I love like, this you, so much. It's, it's also like so early in the year. It's like, we're not going to flinch. Plus, we're playing with house money now. We obviously want to win multiple championships, and I'm not speak, speaking for, like, Tony Bennett and the program, but I'm saying as fans. But that first one was such a relief to be in the ACC. And we've had a good program, but the ACC is all blue bloods, man. Mm-hmm. And, like, we had been beating Duke and knocking off teams. But we'd been, like you said, Michigan State had been getting after mm-hmm. us in the, in the tournament. We'd been choking, people thought. So now we're like, we'll take it as it comes. Let me ask you this, Mark, because mm-hmm. you know the whole landscape. Virginia fan base. Give me the anti-Virginia fan base. Mm. Oh, uh, uh, probably it's got to be Kentucky, right? It's got to be. It's got to be Kentucky. I yeah. mean, like, like Kentucky is Virginia is like you could say you could acknowledge Virginia, but say like if I just say Virginia. Virginia exists, but they're not that great this year. Virginia fans are like, oh, thank God you acknowledged us. That really means a lot to me. Mm-hmm. And Kentucky, you could be like, I think Kentucky's the second best team in the country. And they're like, no, hang on a second, what? sir. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah, they lose their minds. And also, they want to, they, they're doing the one and done game, and they just want like the flashy. They, they, yeah, it's never mm-hmm. enough. Yeah, it's, the, it's like from a program standpoint, it's different as well. Yeah, the whole the whole program it's polar opposites, and it both can work. Kentucky's won a national title semi recently. It's been a while though. It's yeah, been, sneaky but, while. But uh, yeah, I would. I, would I say have not in the past few years dipping my toe into the college basketball waters. Been terribly impressed by Kentucky. I just Ooh. want to put that out there. Ooh, listen, I like it. Listen, um, didn't Kentucky play Auburn the last tournament? It was some unbelievable game. 
Uh, Kentucky lost to Auburn, yeah. That uh, was an unbelievable game. I was in Vegas yeah. for that one, and I was yeah. on the right side. That's the way I remember yeah. it. Um, <laughs> that was a thrill. Who, like, who do you like this year? Because I, I don't pay as much attention as you do, Mark, and obviously not as much as Charlotte does. So, like, well, well, so Gonzaga is kind of the new Virginia, just in the sense of they Mark View is generally likable, uh, not as likable as Tony, I wouldn't say, but uh, he's won everything. There is. He's done it all. He just hasn't won the title. He hasn't gotten over. Looks the like hump. Kevin Bacon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> does he? I don't know what he, he looks like. He, he looks literally, like Kevin Bacon. Charlotte, Google him right now. He literally does not. What's have his, what's, he doesn't look like Kevin Bacon in Hollow Man. <laughs> but other <laughs> Charlotte, like his, his name is Mark View. Mark like View. Here we go. Uh, he literally does not have eyebrows. And oh my God! This, Are we sure that's not this. just Kevin Bacon? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, I'm serious. That's like Kevin Bacon with Mark Davis's haircut. <laughs> oh man, now I don't want to slander. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. It was just the angle. It was just the angle. Because I don't remember him having a bad haircut. No, he has a fine haircut. That was just that one picture. This is he. He is Kevin Baker. Are they related? No, he doesn't have like, look, 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 look. Welcome to Googling college basketball. <laughs> no, 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 no. He's got it. His haircut's fine. You know, yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. I if said, I, I apologize. or 55, I yeah. would love to have that haircut. I think yeah. my hair is going to, you know what I mean? Do you, you see that first picture, gone? though, that comes up? Do you see where I got confused? It was the angle. Yeah, it's the angle. Yeah. Yeah. No, he has a great haircut. He has a great haircut. I, I, have, I have this question for you. You're obviously a football guy and uh, played football at Virginia, and, and you're just as passionate, probably more passionate, about the Virginia football program. Um, as, as a guy who played basketball at a football school, you're kind of the opposite. Mm. Right. Now, um, where I find myself, I obviously root for Ohio State football. I love that Ohio, when Ohio State football is great, that they're blue blood, all that kind of stuff. Does some small part of you, though, jealous isn't the right word, but some small part of you is like happy that Virginia basketball won the title. You're like, this is awesome. We got a good thing going, but we got to figure out a way to, to leverage that into football success. Honestly, do I, not think I don't that think way? jealousy was ever the word because I've been really into basketball as well. And mm -hmm. really as a, like for us as a Virginia alum, one thing I think we are is our sports, although we are a basketball school because of like the Olympic sports and whatnot and like football, people do care. Um, but what you care about is distributed really nicely. And so everybody just wants the program do well. You would think like we could have a rowing national championship and people are like talking about it around town. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. and basketball is just, I think you do something like that. It can, it can raise the level of the entire um, you know, program and that happens. And you got Carla Williams, who's doing a great job mm -hmm. as well uh, as AD. She came from Georgia. She is killing it. Bronco comes in the, the synergy of all this positivity is good for the entire program. So like if we were worse as, as a football program off right now, had we not beaten tech last year and that sort of thing, maybe I would be feeling jealousy as a football player. Yeah. But I think it's just great, man. I, yeah. I really do. And we play tech this weekend. We're going to beat them in football. Uh, what else is there, Craig? What else do we need to, who, who are, uh, who's well, like your favorite? Question. Okay, go ahead, Charlie. I have a question. Who, like, what is the number one thing not to do as a Virginia fan or not to say? And are there any, is there rivalries that I need to mm. kind of be aware of? Mm. There's not, we don't really have any big rivalries that you need to be aware of. And Perfect. I'm I don't like really, hating I don't really teams. worry much about any other <laughs> or football programs, you know, not the last year or so. This is, the, um, this is, this is classic UVA yeah. pretentious. That no, I love but, it. You know, I love. Here's the thing. I'm not that like, 
I get that stereotype, but also like when I do this to them, I'm not doing that. What I'm saying is like, I legitimately don't hate Virginia tech fans. Yeah. I just, I can't, especially yeah. in 2020, bring myself to hate uh, people over being part of a fan base. <laughs> There's the hippie. It's There's like, the hippie we're the talking about right there. <laughs> I love it. You know what I mean? Like this week started earlier this week. I caught myself talking shit about Virginia tech people. Cause I, I caught this hilarious soundbite of this woman in the Clemson game. You probably heard. This. Oh yeah. Yeah. I saw that. And yeah. she, you know, and, and she dropped the giant F bomb and she had the whole world listening. And this guy's struggling to make a call <laughs> off a review. And I got into it with some tech fans. I'm like, why am I arguing with you? Like, I don't even, I really don't hate you. Honestly, they're just fine as people. They're just fine. And there's a lot right. about tech people I like. That makes I, them hate you even more, by the way. <laughs> and I finished the tweet with you guys actually, I lost you four times in football. Totally emasculated. I thought about it for five years. <laughs> I don't think about it anymore. And guess what else? You guys suck at making people hate you. And this guy was like, okay, I've had enough, dude. I've had enough. I'm like, wait, I just told you I don't hate you and you're mad. So I don't get the college rivalry with the fan base thing. Oh, you're like 2020. Well, I'm, uh, I I appreciate that because I feel bad. With, like, I don't really hate. Yeah. Other, like the closest I came growing up, like I hated the Yankees. And then I sort of thought about it and I went to Yankee Stadium a few times and I was like, I don't know. It's kind of cool. I, I would much rather be all in on a program than I can, if I can respect you. Know. you. If I respect, yeah. I don't know if you respect the Yankees or not, Charlotte, but like, yeah, you know, like I, 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 have I, I had respect for Frank Beamer. I had respect for Bud Foster. I played with guys, played against guys at Tech that I really like. They're tough. I get that. Um, the only thing I don't like about Tech is the architecture. It sucks. And, <laughs> you know, like also the fact that <laughs> their architecture is pretty sorry. Is it? What is it? I've never been there either. I've never been show. anywhere. This is, if you're going to be a Virginia fan, you have to it. be able to say things like that. Like, you have yeah, to exactly. You, the hey, listen, the I pillars of the ground. I sound real wine and cheese right now, but well, I don't that was the, that was the third reason that I knew I had to be a Virginia fan. Okay. Uh -huh. So it's, it's Charlottesville. Oh. My name it's, it's funny because it's like the basket, the slow basketball is like dad basketball. It's like inherently kind of funny, yeah. which I really appreciate. And, and B everyone was like, welcome to wine and cheese land. And I was like, mm -hmm. did someone design this for me? I don't drink wine. I don't, there's plenty of us that don't drink wine. That don't well, eat, I do though. I do eat cheese. I love cheese. I don't <laughs> okay. drink wine. It's just, we're not all the same, you know, no. like it's, Chris, Chris, you can take multitudes. Th there's a rivalry that I'm trying to get. It's not, I, I don't, it's already kind of a rivalry, but I'm trying to really get it going for Virginia. And that is with North Carolina, because I feel like you two, the North Carolina and Virginia are basically the same school. And both mm -hmm. of you think you're kind of unique <laughs> and it, like North Carolina's architecture, very similar to Virginia's. They yeah, got the oh, yeah. colors and the, the whatever. Yeah. Uh, also your, your public schools that think you're private. Also, uh, mm -hmm. you, all your fans, like not all of them, again, you don't, you don't love the stereotypes, but the stereotypical fan wears the khakis and the button up and you got the monogram cufflinks. Never wore in my life. I can't speak yeah, on anything yeah. else. I never but, but that's not you. But if you were to go to a game at JPJ, you know, like you're going to see. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, at, but you got Dino. your Belmont Virginia fans too, like the, 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 the folks, the local folks too, which I like, that's the heartbeat of our fan yeah. base. I love the, yeah. the local. Well, you're talking, you speak, you're speaking on behalf of a guy who grew up in Charlottesville. Whereas yeah, like, so I'm like, you call the you alumni. Town. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> More of like the, the, the people that come from DC and go to Virginia and then go back to DC. And then they, like, well, I love. Yeah. 
but that that's kind of the crowd that that has taken over the the image of the image they've been yeah. the, the ambassadors yeah. and and unc has the same vibe for sure right. in the city chapel and hill is gorgeous also uh tony bennett's got like a dean smith vibe to him of like he's he's not really a basketball coach he's he's like a father figure who mm-hmm. also happens to coach basketball mm-hmm. tony <laughs> tony's got, tony's every, high on the dad everything is very similar charlotte and then the one thing that's different is is virginia's trying to score 40 points a game north carolina's trying to score 140 uh, right one thing they differ on and i find that fascinating that <laughs> and and lastly what i will say about you want to know anything else Virginia Tech is the one that, you know, it is it is hate week here and we we are going to get after that ass. But, um, well, of course, I can talk. I never beat them. But but I always have to do the uh, M&M thing at 8 Mile and, like, roast myself before I talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I actually, because of the respect factor, don't actually hate Tech or the fans. Like I said, there is a school I hate because I don't respect them, don't like them, don't care for them. They are the personification of a, a dumpster on fire <laughs> in the middle of the street. And there's a traffic jam and there's like, there's actually garbage in there and it smells. That's Maryland. That's the University <laughs> of Maryland. And they, they scram. They got out of the ACC there in the big Ten. <laughs> but I hate, I love Tory Smith. I love Scott Van Pelt. Aaron Henderson's a great dude. Okay. <laughs> Seven oh, minutes ago, like seven minutes ago, he's saying, I don't, I don't have time right. for hatred in my heart. In That's amazing. <laughs> oh my God. We got you know to get that Eastern clip. Shore. Let me include the Eastern shorts. It, I like the Eastern shore a lot. Oh, that's so good. The old uh, Bay. I mean, I, I feel like I'm starting to understand before the, before you went on the Maryland part, I was like, Oh, Virginia is for lovers. That's where it, yeah, you know, yeah. it's like, I love everybody. I'm like, blah, blah, blah. I'm also, you, you have to understand when you play pro football and you can ask other guys and they have to do, they have to do this thing. I think a lot of pro athletes act like they hate stuff more than they do. I am yeah. all out of hate, dude. I played yeah. pro football for 11 years. Like, yeah. Right. You think I'm going to hate, you think some people come up to me in a bar, like some drunk frat boy and be like, Oh, and four, huh? You ever beat the Hokies? How many times you beat the Hokies? Yeah. I'm like, dude, I do not give a shit. I, I care way more about you just like leaving me alone right now. <laughs> I am all out of hate, dude. I love that, Chris. I mean, I, I also think that I sometimes feel, you know, doing this or, or being talking about sports, even you kind of have to pretend from a fan perspective, not pretend, mm-hmm. but like you got to really amp it up. You got to sell it. And I think what felt so great to me about, I think I texted you this, Mark, as I was watching the game that I, it, I didn't feel like it was an act. Like I genuinely got into watching this team and I, it felt very genuine yeah. and it was go. very refreshing because there are times where I'm like, Oh man, like I really gotta, really no. gotta commit to this bit, but this didn't feel like a bit. It felt very natural. Not a bit, man. Not a bit. Uh, so Chris talk, talk uh, Charlotte off the ledge with the, she's watched one game. It was against <laughs> state. Virginia was favored by 20. It went to overtime. Um, you kind of hit on it earlier. This is it's early. It's a yeah. kind of how it works with Virginia. But uh, you know, Charlotte, maybe maybe she's in a position where she's like, "Oh my God, is this? Uh, did I just, pick a just team that's not that good? Like, what's going on?" You here? can't panic. You can't be a panicky person to be a Virginia fan. Oh, well, <laughs> I might have picked the wrong. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm a panicky person. So once a weekend, I text my co-host, Making Gunner. This is the most Virginia shit like, of all time, and he's like, "Dude, stop, okay, like." You know, weather the storm, you know us, and it's true. Um, also, 
like the Hauser kid, right? You know, we're, yeah. starting to, we're starting to find some new faces coming in the fold. The, uh, the Beekman kids, exciting. Um, you know, like they have experience. Some of the, you know, the, mm-hmm. like kids are growing up in front of your eyes. Like I think kids grow up quicker under Tony Bennett than uh, other coaches because like you just have to be such an adult, I think, to play for this guy. Mm-hmm. And you could be in high school a year ago, but a year later, you have like the maturity of a 28 year old because you played for Tony. So don't worry about, you know, not recognizing some of the faces. Don't worry about slow starts. We'll be there. We really okay. will. Okay. It's, wow. It's amazing how glowing he he speaks of Tony Bennett, Charlotte. I just want to point this out because like great coach before Tony Bennett arrives in Charlottesville, Chris, you are the guy in Charlottesville, right? Like, you, oh, dude, you, he still, totally, you still have a ton of cachet, but he's like totally usurped, kinda, he's yeah. usurped us all. He's, he's, he's He's usurped us all. You know, how I had, long has yeah. he been there? I had a sandwich, like a f- sandwich named after me and all this stuff. It's old news now. <laughs> no, nobody cares. <laughs> nobody what was cares. in the sandwich? Uh, it was. Um, I ro- care about this. This matters. Roast beef and horse mayo um, and like a bunch of other stuff. I didn't. It's a place called Little John's, which is. Um, I've been there. I've been. To yeah, Little I think it's, yeah, it's, it's yeah. I think it's out of business, man. It's like, uh, oh, no. Yeah. So this Pandemic. thing is crushing a lot of the, the spots down in the corner. So um, so it's a bummer. But like they, they came to me and asked me about a sandwich. What do you eat every night when you come in here? We'll name it after that. And I was like, steak and cheese. And they're like, well, we can't. <laughs> <steak and> cheese. <laughs> so they go, what else? Close enough. I was like nothing. So just, you know, pick something. Horse it's like mayo. the poor man's steak and cheese is roast beef and horse mayo. Right. Exactly. You're like, it's like that's like not the same. If you're drunk enough, it tastes the cheese. same. <laughs> yeah. If you put enough ranch on either, they oh, taste man. similar. Oh. <laughs> what uh, what else, Charlotte? Is this do you feel good? Do you feel uh, I feel really good. I feel like I feel um kind of relieved that my initial reaction and what I sort of thought was going on and picking up from the fan base and the play that it it is turning out to be fairly accurate. Um, And it feels like the right thing. I'm looking at my list of questions here. I think we've kind of hit on everything. This is one you'll like. Mm. So DeAndre Hunter, who played lights out uh, in the national championship against Texas tech, by the way, Danny Amendola bet me a tattoo uh, outside the stadium before the game. And he's never paid up. He's supposed to get Virginia tattoo. Um, So Danny, anytime. Um, So Deandre Hunter turned out to be his last game there. And he's one of our big studs. He's in Atlanta now. I mean, uh, I don't know how he's doing exactly. I didn't watch a lot of Atlanta this year, admittedly, but He's awesome, but he goes scoreless like the first like 20 minutes of the game. He finishes like 27 points, and to go into overtime, he hits this just ballsy corner three. So after the game, me and Macon are walking around out there getting some confetti because he works Virginia sports and whatnot. And I'm starting to triangulate because this game's in Minneapolis, right? It's exactly where Brandon Graham strip sack Tom Brady. And that might be what sells you on, uh, on joining this bandwagon. Oh. Congratulations and welcome. Uh, <laughs> it's destiny. It's oh my GPS God. calculations. On the <laughs> I am. It all, it all. Comes yeah. So for circle. a Patriots fan, you got to deal with that. Oh my God. Yeah. But Brady oh, now is not currently a Patriot. Oh, so you can, so you She's can get over Brady. Yeah, yeah. I have, I have Tom Brady. Oh, has, you've, you've turned. No, I have no, 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 no. Well, uh, so Chris, this is actually, this has been 
um, a psychological battle for me um, because, you know, thank you, Tom, obviously it's like the banners as he drives away. It's like Boston people being like, thank you, Tommy. Mm-hmm. Um, and he did a lot, but he, he sort he of did a lot. He sort of like, we owe him everything. Yo, put that on his headstone. He did a lot. You just Tom Brady Fame. did a lot. His Hall of Fame bust says he did a lot. <laughs> Tom Brady did a lot. But you know, I mean, he's he's gone, and I'm a Pats fan, and it doesn't feel great if the Bucks win and the Pats lose. So I find myself getting a little annoyed, and you know, he's out there doing stuff like you know, quoting FDR and not wearing a mask in the summer. Mm. And I was like, come on, buddy. Yeah, like, just- the mask, you, the guys got to, all those quarterbacks, all the head coaches, because they are the most visible, have to be good about the mask. Yeah. I mean, so- it's just part of it's part like you can't be on the sideline dicking around at this point. I mean, it's just you're you're like a leader, you know, right. so. Um, yeah. Uh, and so I I'm know. okay with the strip sack because he's not he's not my quarterback. OK, anymore. OK. You eventually well, got your. I'm not, yeah. You eventually got your, your blitz for six. My my only my, my final question, Chris, is just uh, if if things go south, God forbid, for Virginia basketball this mm. year, uh, I, I I need you're you're going to be the spokesman for the the fan base in this regard. Yeah. Um, are we blaming it on Charlotte? Is there a Charlotte curse? What uh, what's the vibe there? Of like, it, how much pressure is on Charlotte that like this doesn't. We don't lose to another 16 seed. And then are we just going to. Well, what we'll do is we'll go through the uh, submissions for fandom. And uh, <laughs> chances are there will be not as many as you think. Uh, we are not, as you put it earlier, the, uh, the, the sexiest, hottest destination for budding college basketball fans. So partly the opposite, people, Charlotte. If, if if they if they suck, are you are you are you in it still? Yeah. Oh yeah yeah. No, I'm okay. I'm ride or die. I'm locked in. I feel. Yes, I'm, you are. Yeah. I'm committed. Yeah. No, this is very real for me. Uh, I do think though we will know it's thing, you. We will know it's you because there's nobody else that just. You know who else it could be? <laughs> you know what else it could be? It could be the pandemic. It could be 2020. Uh-huh. So I say that this, the Charlotte rule, if it, if, if Virginia blows it the next full season, it's completely my fault. I think I get a little bit of leeway this season. Well, uh, I'll give you a year. I'll okay. Give, thanks. I'll give you I'm just, a year. that's all I'm asking for. Just a year. Give me I don't a year, know if they, I don't know if they finish Mark. They're, they're going to finish. They'll find mm-hmm. a way to finish. I, I don't know what it's like. I mean, yeah, as we're recording this, uh, like literally right this second, Virginia should be playing Michigan yeah. State. Michigan State uh, right? yeah. The game got canceled, postponed, whatever you want to call it. It's hard to keep track with what, everything. But, uh, yeah, I, I think that's going to happen a lot. They're going to they're gonna finish it, but I don't know how long they're going to pause throughout and, and stuff like that. I don't know if why, like, why Virginia's going to – Why didn't they gonna, just say like – wasn't yeah. there some – didn't they float something about like maybe not March Madness? It was like July or something? Yeah, or? May. That was Rick Patino of all people. His idea <laughs> really? was – do you like that idea or do you hate that idea? My idea from like June was do conference only bubbles ish, mm. whatever, like, you know, not like full fledged NBA bubble where like, if you step over the line, they suspend you. And yeah. Mind. But those kids to, are unbelievable yeah. right now, what they're dealing with. Yeah. 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 I thought conference only and, and started in January. Cause I don't know, especially with like the timeline with vaccines and everything. Like by May, I don't, I don't know what the timeline is, but God, you got to think like we're going to be in better shape. In May we need some because nobody's lining up to watch NBA six weeks after the <laughs> world. We're going to give that about a month, I think maybe. So, um, I think the play. I think a lot of the players are too. I think yeah. those players but might be giving it about a month. They're they're going to find a way to to. There will be a champion crown. I'm pretty confident about that. Like whether it's yeah. a legitimate champion, whether it's like however how we get there could be 
disastrous and uh, shady. And I just want to fill a bracket <laughs> out. Yeah, there will be a bracket to fill out. I know that much. So I just want that was so sad, Chris. I just want to fill a bracket out. Chris Long, thank you so much for imparting right. your wisdom on Virginia. We really appreciate it. I hope it's great talking to you guys, ma'am. Y'all stay safe and go who's wahoo wah, okay? Yeah, say I got it, it. Charlotte. Go you gotta say it. Yeah. Charlotte, do not say go okay. Cavaliers. Don't say wahoo wah. You'd be that's the most like narc thing. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, it'll be a sting. It's a raid. We'll just kick you out. Can I say okay. go guys? Who's? You like the Cavaliers? Can I say go who's? Go who's. Yeah. Yeah, hey, how about those Cavaliers, guys? <laughs> First weekend in Charlottesville. It's like, how do you do, fellow kids? <laughs> All right, dude. See ya. All right. All right. Bye, Chris. Thanks, Chris. See ya. Good to see you, Mark. Good to see you.